Welcome to the Making of a Diva podcast. I'm your host, Erica Sherrick. The Making of a Diva podcast celebrates people who have overcome life's challenges and come out on top. Join us each week as we delve into the experiences of influential men and women who have transformed their lives and inspired others to do the same. We will discuss topics of life transition and empowerment. Life can throw us curveballs that force us to reassess our priorities, relationships, and goals. How we navigate these transitions can make all the difference in our personal growth and development. Topics and discussions are from my experiences and my guest experiences. This is not therapy, nor is anything discussed a substitute for speaking with a licensed professional. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired as we explore the making of a diva. Hello, everyone. It's Erica. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the good days and bad days with chronic illness. Now, this is something that uh, I, like most of you, probably deal with. And and not to say that people with chronic illnesses are the only ones who have good or bad days. Absolutely, 100% not. Um, It's just that people with a chronic illness know they know exactly why they are having a good or bad day. So um, when you're living with a chronic illness, it can be a challenge as it can lead to both good days and bad days. On good days, people with chronic illnesses may feel well enough to go about their daily activities and enjoy life. They may have more energy, experience less pain or discomfort, and be able to do things they enjoy, like spending time with loved ones, pursuing hobbies, and engaging in physical activity. And on the bad days, people with chronic illnesses may experience a range of symptoms that can make it very difficult to function. These symptoms can include pain, fatigue, weakness, nausea, dizziness, and difficulty breathing, among a whole lot of others. Bad days can also be marked by feeling of frustration, sadness, or anger. People may feel like their illness is holding them back from living a full and enjoyable life. So it's important for individuals with a chronic illness to be kind to themselves on both a on both good and bad days. On the good days, it's important to enjoy the moment and not push too hard because overexertion can lead to setbacks. And on bad days, it's important to practice self-care, rest, and and seek support from loved ones or, um, you know, even your healthcare professionals. Because when you take care of yourself and you recognize that good days and bad days are a normal part of living with the chronic illness, you can find ways to manage the symptoms and live life a bit more fulfilling. So we are going to go through and I'm going to give you some some tips on how to manage um, the bad days and uh, so that you have more good days. So a lot of these obviously are are pretty, oh, they're standard. And I'm just going to I'm just going to say I am not real good at some of these yet. I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, um, I'm still trying to navigate through things. So in my particular situation, it's only been, I don't know, five, six months. So it takes time. And 
one thing is when you when you're diagnosed with a chronic illness, whether it be cancer or lupus or RA or MS or 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 anything, um, you know, you have to give yourself time to process it. You have to give yourself time to grieve. And, and I know that people are like, Oh, but you only grieve when you're dying. No, that's not the truth. Um, you're grieving a different stage in your life. You're grieving the fact that you have to, to now change the way that you've done things up until this point. So the one thing that I have learned is that, you know, grief as, as we've talked about before, it's not, there's no time limit on it. And however long it takes you to process and come to terms with your new life. And I hate the term new normal. So I, it just, I don't know. I just have a trouble. I have a problem with that term. So, you know, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work, you know, it's, it's a challenge, but we're going to go through seven things that I think will help. And number one, of course, the healthy diet, because, you know, healthy diets manage symptoms and boost energy levels. And it's easier said than done. I completely 100% know that. I've worked with dietitians. I've I've done all the things. And this is the part that I struggle with the absolute most. When I do eat a healthy diet, and, and healthy diet for me might be different than a healthy diet for you, if that makes sense. You know, I, I try not to eat processed foods. I do eat meat. My husband does not eat meat. So his, and, and that's what I mean by healthy diet might be different. He him eating a healthy diet is he doesn't eat, um, he doesn't eat meat. Good for him. I tried. I really did. I tried. I have cut back a lot, especially on red meat, but boy, when I want it, I, I go for it. So the one thing that I have learned through talking to all the dietitians and is do not, don't deny yourself anything. If you feel like having the cookie, have the damn cookie. Again, moderation, and that's going to be the key. I have found that when I eat certain things, like if I eat too much sugar, if I have too much salt, it really affects my body. So so this is helping me. If I want to feel good, I eat these foods. If I don't... <laughs> And if I don't eat those foods, I, I feel really bad the next day. And by bad, I I can feel the inflammation. I can feel the swelling. I just feel pulled down and, and groggy and I don't have the energy. So this is probably the number one. Um, the second one is being active. So as we all know, regular exercise or physical activity can help improve your mood, increase your energy, reduce your symptoms. And with in my case, because I have because the cancer is in my bones, I um I'm supposed to I'm supposed to to do a lot of physical activity because from what I have been told by the doctors and and things that I've read is when you exercise, yes, you know, um, 
walking is exercise, dancing, anything that you find enjoyable and fun. So uh, let me just say, first off, if you're not one of those people that I'm not going to go run, and that's the only thing you think of exercise is running, going to the gym, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely 100% not. So when you do weight bearing exercises and, and putting, um, a, not a strain, but when you're putting force upon your, your muscles or your bones and joints that strengthens them. So I was told walking is the best thing you can do. And of course I love to just turn the, turn the music up in my house and, and dance while I do things because I'm a dancer. So that's considered exercise. But it does. Um, when you exercise, it releases, you know, there's more oxygen in your in your blood. And it creates a, a thing that like in my case, cancer does not like when you're all happy and things are going well. <laughs> it does not like that. So it suffocates them. So we're going to so that's kind of um, what I've been trying to do. Again, not I'm not a perfectionist at this yet. Um, I try, I do what I can because the reality is there are some days that I just don't feel like doing anything at all. And, and I know it's this, it's this big circle. So getting enough rest, um, getting enough sleep is important because you need to be rested. That's, that's when your body can, um, can heal itself when it gives it time to kind of rejuvenate and, and be ready. And if you're constantly going, 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 and you're not getting enough adequate sleep at night, if you're not resting, if you don't get enough rest, then you can't stay active. And if you can't stay active and get enough rest, you can't eat right. Because I know personally with me, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm not going to exercise the next day because I'm too tired. And because I have low energy, I am going to go for all the high sugar, high carb things to try to give me energy. And it does the exact opposite. So I might have, you know, it might work for 10 minutes, but then boy, do I crash. So I feel like getting enough rest is kind of the key to everything because that gives your mind time to rejuvenate and you can think clearly so that your muscles have had time to repair themselves so that you can do more, that all your cells are like, okay, I feel good now. You know, I've gotten some good sleep. I've gotten rest. I can go and and now we can, I can do my job. So the next one is manage stress. Okay. I am a high stress person. I worry about everything. And you know, stress makes you, you're always on, um, you're always worried about something. You're always just, I don't know. You can just feel it. And I'm, I'm that person. I'm constantly, my mind's constantly going. Um, I'm constantly thinking about things. I worry about things that don't even affect me. Uh, we were, we were driving one day 
and somebody on the side of the road was doing something. And I said, well, they're not supposed to do that. And my husband's like, why do you care? And I'm like, because they're breaking the law. And he's like, that's not your problem right now. And I'm just like, well, yeah, it, it, it is. But my mind is constantly, constantly going. So some of the things that... I do to manage stress is I try to just, um, you know, they say meditation and breathing and yoga. And I guess I do my own form of these things. Um, I, I do sit outside when the weather's nice and just, I enjoy, you know, the sounds of nature and just, and just breathe. Listening to the sound of your own breath is crazy. It just it, it centers you and it calms you. One of the things I do going back to the getting enough rest is I listened at night. I listened to thunderstorms because thunderstorms relax me and it, it affects my breathing and it just, it, it puts me to sleep. So that's wonderful. The other thing is, I think it's Frequency 528. And if I'm wrong on that, let me know. But I think it's, I believe it's frequency 528. That's supposed to be a very relaxing and healing frequency that, that helps and kind of helps your cells get chill. So, you know, whatever it is to manage your stress, I am the type of person that taking a walk helps me to relieve stress you know, reading a book, just getting out of my own head helps me to relieve stress. So the next thing is stay connected to people. Don't become a complete hermit and don't um, block yourself off from, from people. So you want to make sure that you stay connected with your friends and your family. Um, support groups are great, especially ones with similar conditions. Now I had always been a, I don't need a support group kind of person. It just, it was not something that I, I felt comfortable with. And then I went to my first support group and this was back in twenty. 16 when I was first diagnosed with cancer and I at first I was just very well this is stupid I'm just going to sit here and we're just going to talk about about this and I just want to forget it and I don't want to I don't want to go down this road once a week or once a month or whatever this is dumb so I I quickly ended up making friends with with a few people in the group and you know, we became very good friends. And to this day, uh, there are still a few that, that we are, you know, we lean on each other. It might be outside of the support group, but we, we help each other through things. And if, if I'm having one of those days where I'm feeling defeated on everything, I can, I can call my friend because she understands she's been through it. She knows, you know, there's support groups online, there's support groups uh, that are just like Zoom based. So not everything is the same. There's also support groups that are just, they don't necessarily talk about the issues, the problems, the disease, the, the illness. They just get together 
and do things to get you out of it. You know, you might, it might be a support group that they just go for, um, for hikes or sit around and drink coffee or, you know, and talk about their day and their week. So you have to find a group that fits your personality and and kind of what makes you feel comfortable. If you're not comfortable in a support group, it's not going to help you at all. So, and if you're not a support group kind of person, then talk to your friends. I mean, if you got that bestie that, that, you know, you've been through everything together and they're supportive, then, then use them. But there's something about talking to people with a similar condition. Now, I have friends that they have different chronic illnesses than I do, but we can still relate to each other because there are things we go through the same things. We may not have the same illness, but we have the same thoughts and the same feelings and the same ups and downs. So anything that can help you kind of get through that, do it. Um, set achievable goals. So when you set tiny goals, whether it be, you know, for the year, the month, the day, the week, you can feel, it'll make you feel accomplished and, and feel like you've done something. It's like you, you had a goal Um, you accomplished it and it's empowering. Now, these goals don't have to be like, I'm going to go run a 5k. No, it doesn't have to be like that. And that's something that you want. Fantastic. And and I think we talked about this in an earlier podcast, set that for a long term goal. But in in goal setting, it can be today, I'm going to drink 10 glasses of water. Today, I am going to stand up every hour. Today, I'm going to walk around the house. I mean, just little things, and then you can build upon them. But I took a a class on goal setting for my business. And, you know, I'm one of those people that I have this great big long list of things to do and things that I need to do today. And I was told, you know, I may have 15 things. Well, that's unrealistic. There's no way that I'm going to get these 15 things done in eight hours. It's just not going to happen. So I was told that I'm setting myself up for failure. So they told me to pick the top three. And those, those are your goals for the day. And I was just like, yeah, but what about all the other stuff? And they're like, well, you pick the top three that need to be done first. And then, you know, you can save the rest of them for for other days. And it was very hard for me because I am one of those people that I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to do this and I'm going to plow through it. And then everything happens. And then I don't, I don't meet my goals. And then I feel defeated. And then I go through this whole downward spiral of, I can't do this. I can't do that. So set achievable goals. If you want to run the 5k, you know, like we've said in earlier podcasts, start walking down the street, you know, go to your mailbox and come back, go to the end of the corner and come back. But you have to make it achievable so that you have that sense of accomplishment. The last thing that we're going to talk about is 
to advocate for yourself. You have to be your own advocate and speak up about what you need and what your concerns are. You have to communicate openly with your with your healthcare providers and you and you need to seek out resources and support when you need it. When you're proactive and advocate for yourself, you can help ensure that you receive the best possible care and support. And I know this is one of those things that people have a hard time with because, well, your doctors are doctors and and they know, so that must be it. You take their word for it and you move along. Well, it is so important when you go into your doctor's appointments to tell them all the things they can't help you and get you feeling better and on track if you don't tell them about every little thing. Um, there was, I don't necessarily, what I think isn't a big deal. So I had a pain, eh, it came and went, it was like, eh, it's not a big deal. But I said it in passing, but I hadn't mentioned it before. And it turns out that that's where one of the lesions were from the cancer on on my rib. And I was like, oh, (laughs) so that's what that feels like. But you have to, what you might think isn't a big deal might be. Conversely, if you feel that something doesn't feel right and you don't think the doctor is, is addressing it, to your satisfaction, you need to say something. If, you know, and you know, when your body doesn't feel right, you you get, you know, you can't explain the feeling, but there's that feeling that you get and you're like, oh, something's wrong. Something's off. You need to say to the doctor, hey, something's not right. We need to check it out. And if they say, well, I wouldn't worry about it. No, worry about it. Because... I didn't advocate for myself in the very beginning. I had all these symptoms of things that I just kind of dismissed. And the doctor said, oh, it's probably this. And next thing you know, I have cancer. So I'm not saying that if, you know, you ignore something, it's going to be cancer. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, you really, you know your body better than anybody. So if something doesn't feel right, you need to speak up. And don't, don't feel um, like you're being a bother. Don't think that you're feel, you know, that you're, you're being pushy. No, you are, you are taking care of yourself and that's what you need to do. So those are my, those are my, those are my things. And I, I think out of all of them, I, I think the sleep part is the is the most important because without the sleep, and this is just my opinion, it might be different for other people, but when you get enough rest, like I said, then you're easy, you know, you'll be able to stay active. You can follow a healthy diet, then you can manage your stress better, then you'll want to talk to people. You'll be more apt to, to set those goals and, and, and achieve them. And you'll be empowered to advocate for yourself with your healthcare professionals or anybody. So that's, that's just my opinion on the topic. Um, I would love to hear what the masses have to say. 
So if you have any comments or anything to add to this, um, I'd love to ha open the discussion and either send me an email at Eric. Um, oh God, what is my email? Send me an email at hello at ericasherrick.com or you can go to the webpage um, ericasherrick.com and in the contact, you can, you can send me a message there. If the podcast that you are listening on has a comment section, write your comments down. I will see them. If you want to contact me on Facebook, um, it's facebook.com slash Erica Sherrick Consulting, and we can have that discussion there. So I'd love to hear from you, and I hope this has helped you. Um, having a chronic illness is scary. It is, it can be devastating. It is frustrating. It is it, it just, there's all the emotions. You feel all the emotions and it's okay to have good days. It's okay to have bad days. Know that when you have the bad days, just do it. You know, um, I went through and I still do. I go through this where today I'm just, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm just going to, it's going to be a me day. I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm going to cancel everything and call into work and just, you know, I'm going to cry. I'm going to yell. I'm going to have a hissy fit and a complete temper tantrum. And then once it's over, I'm fine. And then I can move on. And it's okay to do that. Personally, I think it's okay to do that. You need to get it out. Don't hold it in because if you hold it in, it causes more stress and you don't want the stress. So you need to let it out. And however you do that, you know, just don't, don't take it out on other people though. So you have to be constructive with this. You know, if you're, if you're having one of those days where you're just, you know, you just want to break things and have a hissy fit and temper tantrum and yell, scream and holler. Be mindful of those around you and do not attack your loved ones, even though they under, they probably understand it's not fair to them. Um, if you want to break something, you know, find some old dishes at, you know, Goodwill or something and, and just smash them. Don't smash your own stuff because you'll regret it afterwards. And then if somebody else gets, it's just, it's a mess. So just be mindful of you know, what I say is a controlled temper tantrum. Um, but if you can do it in a, in a constructive way, then that's fantastic. Okay. So thank you for listening. As always, appreciate you. And uh, next week we'll discuss more things. So if you have a topic that you'd love to hear about, again, you can um, contact me through Facebook, Instagram, uh, email, go to the web page and I will, I promise I will respond to you. So thank you and have a fantastic day.